I founded this company, you know, 35 years ago, and it was based on my ability to put the fires out, be a problem solver, lead through, you know, turmoil, pain, frustration. I have a way to diminish that. I can lower it and then I just go get things done. That's not a bragging point. It's a founding point. It's how this company was founded. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. I am your host. I'm excited because we're continuing our leadership series. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. And uh, so I wanted to have Jim Robinson back on, uh, speaker, author, coach, mentor, uh, and of course, CEO of CGP. And so today, you know, we wanted to talk about really uh, focus. It's been a key driving theme in Jim's Food for Thought series. So we talk about, you know, how leaders can help their team focus and stay focused on the right things. And let's just be honest, what you focus on now is what you get in results. And so if you're focused on the right things, you're going to, you know, grow, you're going to help your company, you're going to help your team. And if you're focused on the wrong things, well, you just get a whole lot more of that, a whole lot more wrong. Uh, So we're going to talk about that today. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. At CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated, corporate citizenship isn't just a buzzword. Their team volunteers all over the country and devotes time to help others in a wide variety of organizations. They want to unlock people's potential and elevate their quality of lives, one project at a time. Learn more at cgpconstruction.com. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm here with Jim Robinson, the infamous Jim Robinson, CEO, leader, speaker, author, coach, mentor, and my friend. Boy, Jim. Hey, buddy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's been a minute or two since I've been around. We haven't done one in a couple of weeks now. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Been a couple of weeks. Hey, man, uh, today I want to talk about uh, focus is our leadership topic. Uh, and specifically, you know, how do leaders influence their teams on, on what they focus on, right? So keeping them focused on, uh, on the big picture or the goal. And this kind of, it came about because you were doing your uh, food for thoughts and several of them really kind of evolved around this topic. So I thought we could talk about that. Let's do it. You down? I'm hey, down. Uh, I want to ask you, what are you reading right now? So I want you know, got to catch up. Tool, Tools of Titans. That's what I'm reading right now. Um, read that some time ago, probably when it was released, but that's yeah. only a couple of three years, I think. Probably not that old. But I'm back in that again. I'm paying attention to it very differently, just uh, for personal reasons, uh, health wise. And I've been paying attention to kind of their. Uh, or take on things, if you will. And uh, it is a very long read, by the way. It's long. Uh, and uh, so I'm kind of touching on it on a daily, on my morning walks, and uh, 
good Lord, it's going to take me another seven or eight days to finish this. <laughs> it is you know, a long I like book. It though. I like it because every, every, uh, every chapter or every person he talks about is something different, whole different direction in leadership. Yeah, yeah I agree. And uh, the insight cool. of their studies and their beliefs and what they've gone through, what they've witnessed others going through, how they log things uh, is insightful. Whether it's all for me, probably not. It's not for everybody, but some of that is, uh, it's relatable. Uh, and it kind of makes you go in another direction. So, yeah, I, I think it's good. Uh, I got so many books lined up behind that one, though. It's uh, I get a, I stumble on something and I'm like, I got to load that in. I got to read it. Yep. It's, it's got to be real. And I, I want to. So, I just need to find more time to read more. If I could do two or three hours a day, that would be outstanding. But that's not real. Is not. We don't have, well, we have a lot on our plate to get done. <laughs> yeah, got a couple of things. Warren Buffett says, I think he's reading six or eight hours a day. It's incredible. Every day. And uh, so I'm like, geez, I got to raise the bar a little bit. You got to raise the bar. Get, I got to get that at least three hours a day. Well, well, the food for thought that started this conversation um, was really, uh, it says every day you should be focused on your internal business, how we do things, right? Systems, employee development, what we, you know, what we ask um, our employees or, or, or ask our team to do stretches them. And whatever doesn't get finished today gets extra attention first thing the next day. It's not what we do for business, but it's how we do business. I love that. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, there's there's a couple of loaded pieces in that on what yeah. you're going to focus on. But every day, leaders should be focused on specifically on internals, right? It, it's business. Uh, it's it's what uh, it's how you're doing things. It's how you're expanding your people in the office. You know, looking, being vigilant, having that open mind to see who's who's on the way up, who's plateaued. Uh, kind of getting a feel for that. So that's the internal business. And then um, how we're doing what we're doing. I've, I've said for many years, I've, I don't know, I've talked about this topic for probably 25 years. Start putting dates on me. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, for probably 25 years, I talked about, you know, it's, it's not changing something or fixing a widget or that, it, that's not what it's relevant to. It's, it's how you do things. It's, it's how you show up. It's how you get things done. It's how you leave an impression. It's how you exit the building. It isn't the fact that you fix the widget when you're there for in the facilities business, particularly in our business. They don't, the customer doesn't care. They, they only want to know that it's fixed, whatever it happens to be. But they're really concerned about the engagement to show up, how you present, um, how you address them, how you inform them, how you in communicate, and how you follow a system, a defined system that the, that the companies all, we all have to have these systems. Not a lot of rules, not a lot of policies and procedures, but systems. So procedurally, how do you get things done? So the focus should be definitely on how not on what you're doing. I say I can, go, I can manage any business because it's relevant to people on how things are done, not what you're doing. I, love that. I think it's very important for 
leaders to kind of understand that process and and really dig down uh, into the teams and get into get under their skin and know what's going on with them and and help drive that focus. One of the other things you brought up um, was, and there was a quote here I found was interesting, is if I were given an hour to save the planet, I would spend 59 minutes defining the problem and one minute resolving it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and you go on to say, you know, do you spend time focusing on the negative, why things don't work, or time developing a better plan, goal, result, why all things are possible? Do you spend time saying, I don't have the time, or saying, what else can I do to help? What else can I do to help? Uh, or yeah. what else can I help with? Great. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't recall who the author was on that when I read that. It, that's not a piece that I've written. I, I've written it several times since I read it. I don't recall who the author was, the original. So I apologize to to the creator of that piece. But it resonated with me many years ago. And I, I thought that was really profound because in speech giving, one of the one of the things they tell you is if you want somebody on your team to give a talk, ask them in the moment, don't plan the week before. And it's really kind of relevant because literally if you were given an hour to save the planet, 59 minutes would be the planning and one minute, one minute to solve the problem. It's the same way you can get somebody to give a talk to, the, to a team, a training, whatever. If you give them the moment, let them actually capture the moment, you're going to resolve problems, lots of problems. <clears throat> and in that, they stretch themselves because we grow when we teach, not, not just by reading. You got to teach what, you're, what knowledge you're gaining. If you're teaching, you're actually, you're, you're growing. Uh, so that's an opportunity for them to grow. The problem is, is people were all based on a fear base and we either use fear to guide us and drive us or we use fear to stop us, slow us, prevent us. And that's the lack or, or the abundance mentality, right? If you have, we all have different people on the teams and you can, you can look at those and you can say, you know, geez, lack or abundance. And the people that always say, sure, what do you want to do? it? How do you want to do it? Let's go do that. I don't know if we can do it. Let's just go do it. Or you have the 59 minute sermon about all of the reasons it can't be done. And time you coach them through, it takes one minute to actually explain it, get clarity and actually go execute the task. So 59 minutes defining the issue, over-engineering, over-analyzing, creating a whole lot of lack versus the one minute of abundance. So you got to live in the, the level of abundance. You got to live in the area of haves. Look for, in all discussions, look for the reasons all things are possible because all things truly are possible. You have to look for the reasons. You've got to continually find inside you. What about, what if we did? How about, let's try, you got to come up with those phraseologies. Not the, not the lack side. The lack side is, is, dude, I don't think that'll work. Has anyone done that? I don't think so. I mean, it, forget all that. We've always done it this way. Yeah, that's toxic. That is toxic. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> toxic to creativity, toxic to next level. That's really a survivalist tool. We're not survivalists. We want to be creative and thrive. We want to find the best solutions to solving problems. Yeah, you know, I, uh, we've worked with, and you know uh, Steve Potter, 
And Steve Potter used to say, he'd say, don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. You know? <laughs> yeah. It always kind of stuck with me. You know, I, I like, uh, I like that, that uh, terminology. And it kind of comes back to not being afraid. You know, you can't be afraid when you're doing stuff. You just got to give your best shot and, and go do it. And yes, of course, make plans. Of course, yeah. make plans. But don't, yeah, don't get, get stuck. Listen, we all have fear, all of us. Uh, I'm, no, I'm not exempt from that. So it's how we use the fear to guide us. Does it drive us or shut us down? Does it give us the stomach flu, the headaches, the migraines, the food poisoning that we all experience in our teams because they're disconnected? They're fearful of something, of the unknown. That's how these things come up. Real sometimes, sometimes not as legit. But it's fear and how you use it. Do you use it as a driver or do you use it something to stop you or slow you? So in, in all leadership, you ask any, any leader in any level, any level, do you use fear? Do you have fear? You talk about somebody going on stage, any of the big guys, any of the big players, any of the, any of the big folks, you all know their name. They'll tell you how they get bugs, stomach, boom, I hit the stage, game time. And they use that fear to drive the result and it lights them on fire. And so using fear, know it's there. Don't, don't fear the fear. I like, I like that. Don't fear the fear. Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> you need to write that down. Don't fear the fear. Because <laughs> that, that's really that's what slows t-shirt. everything. That's, that's what right. slows everything, literally. That's true. I, I think it's very true. How do you think is the best way for us as leaders to help our team um, get out of that gridlock of being afraid of things? Uh, clarity is always the magic juice. It's you give them crystal clear. Make sure you they know that you're there to support their weak knees. You're you're gonna you're gonna hold those knees straight. Make sure you're supporting them. I use it metaphorically to just say you're gonna shore them up when they get a little scared, a little weak. They need to know that somebody's there to back them up. They need that. They need that reassurance. And then tell them how much you trust them. Tell them that you absolutely trust their ability. Have them repeat things back to you, guide that process, um, and watch. They will learn to use fear. They'll use it to drive them, and they'll use it to actually drive it and then come to you and tell you, wow, check out what I just did. And that's the time you really, you kind of lower the boom on them, say, absolutely amazing, and, you know, reinsure that what they're doing is absolutely outstanding. So reinforce it. You know, one of the things that uh, kind of struck me a long time ago is you said, hey, you look at the most successful people in the world, and some of those people, are the, they have the most to lose. They're absolutely scared to death. You know, because they look at it with all the things they have to lose. You know, you, and we've always talked about you can either lead by faith or fear, and, and, but there's, and there's a little bit of both, right? We, we always talk about that, and people have fear, but... It, it's interesting to me that, you know, depending on who you are, you really either kind of choose one or the other to some extent. Yeah, to some extent. You got to have, you either go in faith and fear, right? Faith or fear. Faith, the thing, belief that something's going to be able to be done. Or the fear, and that's usually that it's not going to be done. So you use a little bit of that with the faith, and that's that's the juice to drive the result. Out of many people that I've been able to, 
kind of meet, greet, hang out with, uh, attend events with, go on stage with, speak with, interview, be interviewed by, we all have that same thing. And as you're getting ready, you know, stage, I use that as a, as a, as a reference point, but if you didn't get the bugs, the, the, the nerve, the adrenaline, if your adrenal gland stops pumping adrenaline, (laughs) you're dead. You're dead. (laughs) And that fear shows up and adrenaline starts pumping and boom, you get through it. And as soon as you hit it, it's a different game. So you're really using that to influence the drive. So use fear. Don't, don't be afraid. Tony Robbins, years ago when I first went to one of his events, he actually got on stage and brings somebody up and he says, you know, we're going to use fear and watch what happens. And then, you know, they're resistant. They're fighting across stage because he says we're supposed to be dancing. And then instead of fighting the fear, we're literally running in opposite directions, holding hands, he ends up kind of wrapping around fear Put and he's a giant guy, so he can wrap around you pretty quick. But as he wrapped <laughs> around fear, he started dancing with the fear. And using that, they're showing metaphorically the dance with the fear is capitalize on that fear when it shows up. Don't let it stop you. Don't let it depress you. Don't let it keep you at home. Migraine, sickness, stomach flu, or any of those things that happen. Don't let any of that show up, but dance with it. Use it to serve somebody but use it. Don't fear it. All that. One of the other things that you brought up and another food for thought was, and it was kind of a psychology piece is when you focus on problems, you will have more problems. And but when you focus on possibilities, you'll have more opportunities in all scenarios. Yeah, that's a, that's a major belief. Years ago when I first started being coached, Lou Holtz was, I would say, one of my first exposures to being coached, and that was literally 35 years ago. I still have that original video, by the way, on VHS. I have seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. Lou is an awesome guy. But it, it really the psychology of things is, is you get whatever you focus on. If you've ever been to a, uh, a group, uh, maybe a, a – a convalescent center type thing, and you got, say, six elderly people in a, in a group, and they're all talking about their sicknesses. And there's, there's, there's a reason why they have it. It's not because of age. It's not because of a lot of things, but it is because of what they think about continually. They start to achieve. It manifests itself on us um, in a way of whatever we're focusing on, whatever you believe you receive. And those, those things hold true, and psychology has taught us time and time again. Now, whatever you fo- if you've ever read Get Rich book, Napoleon Hill is Think and Grow Rich. And if, you, if you've ever actually read the book, it tells you you're going to get whatever you focus and think about. And even prior to Napoleon Hill, writing it. Of course, there's a much older book that's a great leadership book, and it's called The 2,000-Year-Old Book. It's the Bible. And whether you're religious or not, you don't even have to be. You don't have to have a belief in a religion. But if you read that book, there's so much leadership tool in that book, and it talks about what you focus on, what, what you believe you'll receive. And it holds true in the positive and the negative. 
So if you, you want to continually achieve better things and serve other people, you need to write it down and read it, focus on it like it's another written book, uh, and it'll change your psychology to where you just keep going and getting those things handled. Those things will just start to manifest. Likewise, on the other side, my, my analogy earlier was you six people in a circle and they all got 16 pills and they're saying, well, I'll go ahead and eat that cake because I'll just get another pill. And the, it manifests itself and slowly there's a demise. And if you look at healthy, wealthy, well-connected type people, wealthy not in finance, but wealthy in health, wealthy in connectivity, wealthy, wealthy in knowledge, if you look at some of those folks that are in their 70s and 80s, Warren Buffett's in his 80s, guy goes to his office every day. Why, why is that? He's never focused on negative. He's focused on positive things and why they can happen. And look at the guy. He's amazing and he's a billionaire times over, but he also has health. And that health is from education and focus. You get what you focus on. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. I think Tony says... You know, your energy flows where your focus goes, right? Where your focus goes, your energy flows. Same type of thing. I think Think and Grow Rich is one of those books you kind of have to read like once a year. Yeah. You know, I you just kind of do it again. I, I think you got it. When I first read the unabridged version was, uh, one, the original version is tough to read. Yes. I read it in, in book form, and then I read it again, and it's revised the bridge form and, uh, on Audible. And then I've read different excerpts from it over time. But that's <clears throat> probably time again to read that. It's a, it's a great read. It, it's super factual. But you've got to start it from front to back. Don't skip any pieces of it. Read it in its entirety and don't read anything in between. So start it, finish it, and then read something else. But very good book to read, very smart. If, if you look at every, everybody's teaching, all the greats that are on stage, all the coaches, all the big ones, they all teach based on that book, every single one of them. And I, you'd be hard-pressed to show me that they haven't done it. And the psychology they teach when they're coaching, as we all do, it's exactly the same thing. It's all founded from that book. Of course, some other books, but that book is in everybody's lineup of, of what you must read. So the focus, you focus on problems, you'll get them. You focus on abundance, you'll have it. Mm -hmm. And I always say, if you focus on money, you're not going to have it. You got to focus on serving other people and you got to do that to the best of your ability and then money will show up in abundance. But you got to think abundance for others, serve them well and watch what happens. Very different game in your life. For facility management, and the leaders that we have in this space, what would the what advice would you give them when it really comes to their focus and 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 staying and keeping a positive route? Because they're they're like us; their hair is on fire. I mean, constantly. Well, for us, we're in the hair on fire business. I mean, mm-hmm. I I founded this company you know thirty five years ago, and it was based on my ability to put the fires out is be a problem solver, lead through, you know, turmoil, pain, frustration. I have a way to diminish that. I can lower it and then I just go get things done. And that's not a bragging point. It's a founding point. It's how this company was founded. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just focusing on those, those other types of things. It's focusing on the positives, the wins, and the hair on fire thing. One thing the facility managers could be doing 
a great job with is adding clarity because of the COVID, the pandemic that's on everybody, the, the opening, the closing of restaurants, the complete uh, utter societal chaos that's happening um, of belief, disbelief, what levels of belief, what levels of disbelief, everything that's going on. Uh, clarity is always the key. You have to be crystal clear. And you can say yes or you can say no, but you need to be crystal clear in whatever that is. Um, laser focused and lead by clarity. Lead by clarity. Clarity will be a major influencer. It'll no, I think it's... I think it's super helpful, especially when it comes to sometimes you have to tell how it is. You know, if, if, if there's layoffs, if there's spinning freezes, if whatever it is, you got to let people know. Yeah. You know, don't, don't leave them hanging. Don't, you know, because they have to make plans too. Everyone, yeah. everyone's going to make shifts. So I, I think that's really great advice. Clarity entree is definitely leadership. powerful. Would, you know, Dave Ramsey says in the, in the entree leadership, to be unclear is to be unkind. To be unclear is to be unkind. It's a great little phrase because it, it resonates through everything. It's the how part. It's not what we're doing. It's how we're doing it. So to be unclear is to be unkind. And if you figure that out, just even just that phrase, be clear, crystal clear. When, what, how, who. Give, give all, define those five things. Get real, real clear. Add color, add clarity, add as much as you possibly can in the detail and watch. Watch the win and watch people will start to follow that. I would add to that is if you're not communicating as in you're not telling people, that's not clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's lack of clarity. There. That's a lack of clarity, people. <laughs> you got to get crystal clear, man. You got you to gotta give, give them the rules of the game. You got to talk to them. <laughs> you got you to gotta open. Some vulnerability sometimes. Be a little vulnerable once in a while and expose, and there's a great opportunity to connect. Add emotion. I always say in training, there's got to be emotion. You can tell a good story, a, a childhood story. You can connect in very different ways. Add a story to all of the rules you're about to lay down. Add a good story. It, one, it creates an emotional attachment. There's better buy-in and there's better drive to get things done. Always give a good story. Maxwell tells you that. John Maxwell, he will tell you, you got to add story. He gives, he gives you his actual recipe to giving a speech. He got one minute of con He has one minute of content. Five minutes of story, two minutes of content, 10 minutes of story. It's very important to tell stories. I've done it my whole life. I think we all do this very naturally. But when we know kind of the rules of the game, we can do it even better. Because you can you can influence through the power of emotion. We do it with music. We do it with all kinds of state change stuff, and we have a lot of fun doing that. I do it for self. That's really important that we change ourselves in those crappy moments. Go back to the abundance. Go back to the servitude. Go back to the I'm here for you. Very important. I love it. So we're gonna wrap up here, but today we talked about focus and it's really uh, leaders helping their teams focus on the internal processes, getting things moving along, and then really focusing on the team themselves, you know, to help drive productivity and stay focused on the, the wins. And, you know, going on from there is really focusing on the positive outcomes of things, not being afraid, not getting into the analysis paralysis, but, but, and, and 
you know, using the fear you do have to push through to the other side. And then, of course, you know, again, if you're going to focus on the problems, you're going to find them. Yeah. So focus on the solutions. Don't overthink it. Don't re-engineer the world. Just go out and solve problems and serve others. I love that. It's magic. What's coming up next for you, Jim? You got going on? Something new? Anything? We're so surviving the pandemic. <laughs> surviving the election. Yeah. Oh, coming it's coming. Up, it's coming. Up in 30 some odd days here. Um, so we'll have a very different forecast in November, I suspect. Things will start to shift and change and people will find some comfort. People will find some discomfort. There's the lack and or abundance. You find it either way. I love it. Uh, but lots coming up. Lots, lots of new things on the horizon here. Any, any news on your book? Yeah. The book is still in dates? process. The jacket's done, of course. Uh, we've got some of the, uh, some of the finishing content is, uh, is a priority right now. I keep saying months. It's been freaking months. Um, but I, I'm optimistic. We're, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're excited. So I can't wait to see it. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, for all those who are watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. And, uh, you know, we will see you guys on the next leadership podcast. Jim, thank you for coming on as always. Appreciate everything you do, buddy. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. Looking forward to the next event.